Art Society podcast covers a variety of important and contemporary issues, including dark art, as well as other kinds of art, literature, film, music, also culture, philosophy, dreams, paranormal experiences, magic, and a whole lot more than that. I'm Mike Carell, director of Chet's Art, I Like to Paint Monsters, and you are listening to the Dark Art Society podcast, hosted by renowned artist Chet Czar. Hello, everybody out there in Dark Art Society land. This is Chet coming to you with a new podcast. Um, I've been, uh, if you listen to the pre roll, I actually remembered to record the pre roll this time, which is kind of amazing for me. So it's not a post roll like I've been doing since, since Mike took his sabbatical. But um, I've been really busy working. Uh, I lost my shipping assistant for a couple of weeks. So I've been pulling double duty there. And I had a, uh, an art show this weekend at Art Center Gallery that was like a, a, a Giclée show, kind of a one-day event with Gabe Leonard. That went really well. Now it's Sunday and I'm exhausted. But, um, you know, I'm having a nice relaxing Sunday today and I'm just glad all the commotion's over. Only one more week really of busyness before Christmas. So I usually give myself a little bit of break after from like Christmas to the beginning of the year. So um, I'm kind of looking forward to that. But um, let me do this before I forget because you know me and my memory. I'm going to read off the new subscribers to the Dark Art Society podcast Patreon, who without we could not do this podcast. I think that was, did I say that right? <laughs> um, okay, I think, I, I'm not sure if I've got, okay, I'm going to read the names off of the new subscribers. Laszlo Panaflex, um, which is a pretty amazing name. It's got to be an internet name, right? But um I, th I don't think I, I read yours last time. And then we've got um, a, uh, uh, Justin. Thank you, Justin, for that generous pledge. I don't know your last name, but I appreciate it um, all the same. And we have another uh, pledge from Melissa Storm. Thank you, Melissa Storm. And another from Laura Stallions. Thank you so much, Laura. We appreciate your support. This is how we're making this thing happen. It's it's uh, it's amazing that we get this kind of support and we uh, truly appreciate it. So thank you, uh, my fellow dark art supporters. Okay, I'm going to get right to it. You don't want to hear me babble about nothing, really. Um, and I've got a great guest on today that I'm really stoked about having on. Okay, he is, I'm going to try and do this kind of like professional podcasters do. He is an artist a filmmaker, musician. He's had experience in special effects and makeup, writing, scripts, poetry, he, photography. He's done a lot. And uh, he, he's a great artist. He's a, he's a great painter. And one of the, and, he, and he's, you know, very, he's a great uh, <clears throat> uh, dark art society member he's very active in the community and he's a super cool guy he's also got a podcast with his partner sonia leticia and it's called the drawing from experience podcast and it's really great so i recommend that you check that out we'll put a link up anyway um without any further ado let me bring on mr shane isaacowski 
Thank you. Hey. I am stoked to be here. Thank you so much, Chet. Yeah. Thanks for the uh, the endorsement on the podcast. Yeah, it's great. You guys are great. Yeah. You and Sonia are, are uh, excellent. I love that podcast. Um, Thank you. I, I pronounced your name right. It's Isaac. You did. Okay. Yeah. And, and you pronounce Sonia Leticia correct. Okay. So okay. That's great. Okay. Good. <laughs> she'll she'll be stoked about that. Oh, so. good. Yeah. I um. <laughs> Yeah, Mike schooled me on mispronouncing your name before. I always want to say Izakowski for some reason. Yeah, I'm not that, sure. That's okay. Is. I mean, that's fine too. So, but uh, okay, so I said it right. So, um, yeah, welcome to the show. Um, Thank you. You're an artist uh, in the dark art realms, a painter, an oil painter, correct? That is correct. And yeah. you're in San Francisco. Yeah, so I'm currently living in San Francisco. Okay. Um, but I, I mostly grew up in uh, on the opposite side of the country in Pennsylvania. Right, George Romero country. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're originally from South Korea. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, so... And you were adopted um, when you were like two or yeah, something? Yeah, I, I was adopted when I was two um, by a, a nice uh, Polish family, mm-hmm. hence the last name. Right. Um <laughs> And, yeah, I was going to uh, say, you don't look, really look like an Is- yeah. Isaacowski. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like cool. to mess with people too, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so I was adopted when I was two. I lived in Jersey um, for a few years when I was younger. And then I moved to Pennsylvania and lived there most of my life. Oh, excellent. And then yeah. you you moved, when did you move to San Francisco? I uh, moved here in March will be uh, four years. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. you're somewhat new to the West Coast. Yep. Do you like it? Uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, the, the town that I'm from, um, or that I lived in most, uh, in Pennsylvania, um, had like 5,000 people. So wow. going from that to here. Yeah. And that was like the, the bigger city around there. <laughs> really? <too>. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it was, you know, I basically, I always gravitated towards, you know, the larger, city around me and that was the bigger city so wow um yeah but yeah i mean so when i was younger um i guess you know i could kind of start from the beginning here yeah yeah i want to know my background what your story is yeah interesting um, background for sure so uh pretty much the the main reason i'm even into um scary things and dark art is because of my parents uh mostly because of my mom Mm-hmm. Um, we, we kind of had like a, a Halloween family, you know, we, we celebrated Halloween, like hardcore every single year. Uh, we <laughs> went on, um, there was like field trips from my school to my house because of how my mom decorated. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. It was like, <laughs> that's amazing. Hardcore. And we, uh, me and my sister, um, and my parents, we actually helped with haunted houses when I was really, really little. So, so it was always like kind of normal. Right. To be doing kind of like theatrical things and mm-hmm. dress up and stuff like that. So um so I was like totally into it from a very young age. That so, so cool. Um what, so yeah, cool so mom. I basically um <laughs> I I basically like did I, I actually started drawing in like middle school and mm-hmm. I actually went to Catholic schools until like eighth grade. Wow. So I, so I started drawing further like, solidifying your love of dark art. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. totally. <laughs> well, I, you know, I started drawing like, uh, devils and demons and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> which is funny. I mean, it's like they, they hammer into our heads, like these images of people being crucified right. and 
you know, and they expect us not to uh, uh, react to to that kind of imagery. You know, right, right. Do, so. Yeah, it's weird that, you know, that can be part of biblical teaching, yeah. but it can't be expressed for its own sake through artwork. It's like, yeah. that makes no sense. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. It, wow. it, it's like you can see, a, you know, a bloody impaled person, mm -hmm. you know, up on a cross. Right. Um, you know, in this context, but in another context, they're like, you know, don't look at that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, which is ridiculous. So yeah, it's a, it's Catholicism. I've always thought is very, um, it's you know, it's kind of dark art in a way. It really, yeah. there's a lot of elements of dark art in it. I, I yeah. think you know, if you kind of step Definitely. step out outside of it and look in at it, you know, from kind of like an outsider's point of view, it's like wow, yeah. there's a lot of really dark imagery there with the artwork well, and stuff. When, when you grow up like that, you know, I went to Catholic schools from kindergarten to eighth grade. Mm -hmm. So within those years, I saw all that imagery and I learned about those stories and things, you know, and I mean, it definitely had an effect on me, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. And cause that was like, that was considered normal right. to see that stuff yeah, at, yeah. at a young age, you know? So, um, yeah, so at a certain point, like I just uh, I gravitated towards uh, comic books mm -hmm. and um, and horror movies, and I really got kind of sucked into the uh, the horror movie thing and uh, movie monsters. What, what and, year? What year was this thing? What, what this, was this happening? About what years? Uh, let's see. It was probably around like sixth, probably like sixth and seventh grade. So what year was which that? Which is like, oh geez math um like the 90s or something like the early 90s yeah so i guess that that would be like early 90s okay. yeah okay mm -hmm. um is that when you were is that when you were in the the industry then yeah yeah that's when yeah. i just yeah i started in 87 and i was really you know uh yeah early 90s was kind of the beginning of my career really Cool. So you may have seen some movies I worked on. When you were I, a kid. I definitely, no, I definitely <laughs> saw movies that you worked on. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I just basically, I love that kind of stuff. Um, and any like behind the scenes kind of footage and stuff like that of them, like building the monster right. or some kind of animatronics or something. Um, I just ate all that stuff up. Right. So um, uh, did you watch that show movie magic? Do you remember? Oh, that yeah. 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 Oh, we were on that yeah. one time. Oh, the, the hocus pocus episode for the for working oh, on hocus pocus. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, Billy, Billy is that yeah, his name? Yeah. The, the zombie Billy, guy. Yeah, Billy Butcherson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just you know I was totally into it, and I started dressing up for Halloween. So I I took costuming like kind of serious, and mm -hmm. um, and I was just always something bloody or gross or grotesque or some kind of monster, you know. What were the movies so, you were into at that time? Like, were, were um, there any standout I, films? You know, you? I really, really loved uh, Universal monsters. So oh, just cool! Like classic horror. Oh, the old stuff. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. And uh, I was also into like Godzilla and stuff like that too. Oh, yeah, of course. But yeah, <laughs> uh, but the you know the classic horror movies mm -hmm. were really like. That's what I was into because, yeah. you know, like that makeup and stuff. Like I always thought, even as a kid, I was like, man, they pulled off some really cool stuff. Oh, I know. I know. You know, those at, makeups like, are all great back from yeah. back then. I mean, they're and they're all like built up, you know, they're not yeah. sculpted or anything. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. They still yeah. hold up. They totally. still hold up, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So like in basically at the end of my 
being in Catholic school, like seventh, eighth grade is when I really started drawing. And I had always like done art mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but that's really when I started drawing. It's because I, I started reading a lot more uh, comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really into, uh, have you ever heard of Chaos Comics? It's Evil Death and uh, Evil, no. Uh, Evil Ernie and Lady Death. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I never read them, but I know of them. Yeah, yeah. So I remember like, I was seeing really, those. Yeah, yeah. I was really, really into those comics, um, like when I was a teenager, and um, yeah, I was into other comics, like normal comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever you know, I wanted, uh, I wanted comic books. It was always like the scary looking comic books, right. you know. <laughs> so, um. So I just kind of like started drawing by just basically copying, you know, basically the same way a lot of kids start, you know, just Mm -hmm. copying comic books and things like that. And I realized, you know, being like kind of an awkward, uh, nerdy kid that drawing, you know, kind of like made me friends and people would talk to me about my drawings and stuff like that. So it kind of gives you this like, street cred you know yeah it gives you a, so, a, a sense of identity and and, and yeah it, it makes you kind of like i don't know it's your special talent so you stand yeah. out instead of just being the weirdo yeah you know <laughs> School the, weirdo. then you could be the weirdo that draws yeah you know? yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but then after eighth grade uh we moved to where my parents live now uh which is this town called mount bethel uh really small town and uh uh, then I started going to public schools. Mm-hmm. So I went from a class of like 27 kids in uh, Catholic school to like 250 kids in public school. Sheesh. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's when I really like, I really started drawing um, because I didn't have any friends. And, um, and again, I realized that that could kind of help me make friends. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I was doing that then. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it kind of like, blossom from there i guess you know so you 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 say that that you uh, you've done some makeup effects work yeah. so did, did that when did that come into play that work? was after high school um i forget exactly what year um but basically what happened was i had heard about this production company um that was kind of in my area and I, I saw that they were making films. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to them and first what's funny is I, I asked them if I could be an actor oh, in yeah. some of their films. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Are you into acting? I, uh, you know, at the time I think I was, but I don't know now I definitely not. Oh, but, okay. um, <laughs> but at the time I just, I, I wanted some way in, you know, right. and, um, and they actually told me, you know, we, we all act in our own stuff, so we don't really need any more actors. Uh-huh. So I got back to them and I told them, well, I also do special effects makeup. Here's some of my stuff. And it was just, you know, pictures of me gluing stuff to my face and right. things like that. And they were like, oh, my God, we need a special effects person. Mm. So so I ended up making probably about like a dozen or like 15 short films with them. Oh, cool. And And it was, you know, it was a small group of people and it was like nothing official, no permits, right. you know, run and gun, uh, guerrilla style filmmaking, um, in a small town, you know? So, um, and I always felt like had I grown up on the West coast at that point, I probably would have moved to Hollywood, tried mm-hmm. to do the special effects thing, you know, yeah. but 
you know, again, I was in a small town, so it was just like there wasn't anything else going on. So yeah, you we, missed you missed the boat for the Romero time. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. <laughs> I know. Was it? Was there? Was he? Is he famous in in that? More famous in that part of the country, or is it still like a cult thing? Because I had the impression that watching some documentaries about him that he's kind of well known in uh, at least in Pittsburgh. You know, uh, like yeah. that mall's kind of well known and stuff from from Dawn of the Dead and yeah. Um, I mean, he is in general. What's funny is even though in Pennsylvania it's like these small towns and stuff like that, um, there people are so into horror. Really? You know, it's like like hardcore fans. So oh, and that's wow. how I felt. Right. So like it's because it's like the backwoods and like there's not much else to do. So right. you watch a lot of movies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So so you find a lot of like hardcore fans there, but um I've actually had a harder time finding fans in San Francisco of like straight up horror. Oh really? Yeah. So wow, it's that's been weird. it's been kind of strange. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So well we'll we'll get to that in a yeah. second. But um, but yeah, I mean, there, there was definitely fans there and, um, there were horror conventions yeah, in that part yeah, of the country heard, as yeah, well. I've heard they, got, they have some good ones back East. Yeah. I got, I got to tell you this one hilarious story. I was, I'm watching this show on, uh, I think it's on, it's on Cinemax. Like I have it subscribed through my Amazon account, but it's, it's Mike judges tales from the tour bus. Have you heard of this? Mm. Mm, it's like an, so. an animated docu-series where he talks about it's like an animated version of himself like king of the hill style kind of animation and he's mm, talking okay. about the first seasons about country and western stars and basically how crazy they are and all the drugs they did and all those crazy stories from the tour bus and then the second season which they're in now is a uh, funk and they um they do george clinton and uh parliament funkadelic and bootsy collins and all those guys and one of the i just it just reminded me one of the stories is um, I think it was George Clinton is driving, they're driving a station wagon on tour and through Pennsylvania and they're all, they're all like, we're acid heads. Like they took at tons of acid. Um, you could tell too, by the, you know, the way they looked and, and dressed their costumes on a stage are totally acid influenced. But, um, he said, they're all tripping and they're driving and all of a sudden there's a bunch of zombies around them. And this was in the sixties, right? Oh my like God. late sixties. And they didn't realize it, but they were driving through, them shooting Night of the Living Dead. Oh, that is <laughs> he, awesome. Wow. And he said that like they're all tripping and seeing a bunch of zombies <laughs> and they just like took off, you know, just like gunned it and drove through. But anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. I, I would love to accidentally stumble upon oh, I know. You know, Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> How amazing would that be? Anyway, okay, yeah. back to you. Back to your story. Um. So... I guess we'll back up a little bit. Yeah, how did you, um, I want to know quick. How did you get into yeah. makeup effects on your own before you submitted work to them? Like what got you into that? Were there any specific films? Or? Well, yeah, basically because of the universal monster films, you know, cause I had seen, I rented all these books from the library. Right. Yeah. I used um, to have those too. I yeah. Totally back those. when people went to libraries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, it was just like all these behind the scenes, um, makeup Jack pictures Pierce and stuff and like that. Yeah. that. yeah. 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 So like I, you know, I experimented, but then when, um, me and my parents moved to Mount Bethel, my mom had actually gone to, uh, one of the neighboring towns. It was East Stroudsburg. And she said, there's this Halloween store there that you have to go to. You got to check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and coolest I went, mom ever. Yeah. <laughs> and I went and they had, you know, all these makeup effects things and they had prosthetics, they had masks, they had everything. Um, and it turned out to be Frazetta's costumes. Oh yeah. Right. So right, yeah. Right. So this is Bill Frazetta. It's Frank Frazetta's son. Yeah. And yeah. they're from that area. So they, right, uh, Mr. Right. And Mrs. Frazetta lived in East Stroudsburg and this is when I got to know who the Frazettas were. Wow, wow. You know, so I started shopping there and um, and really like learning how to use um, the special effects makeup mm -hmm. and stuff. He taught me a lot of stuff. He knows a lot about it. Wow. And um, yeah, and I just started kind of experimenting on my own and um, I would just go in there for like hours and just pick stuff out, you right. know? Yeah. And then eventually um, I asked him, you know, if I could work there and he eventually hired me. So oh, I, really? I ended up working. Yeah. I ended up working there for about eight years. Wow. So yeah. Did you ever meet his dad? Yeah. Oh, um, wow. So I, Amazing. uh, I'm fortunate enough to have known his dad pretty, you know, I'd see him around town. Uh, I, I worked at a camera shop as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Frank was, he was an avid photographer as well. You know, uh, he did yeah, a lot that's of, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, he did a lot of his own reference images and he loved photography. Um, so he would come into the camera shop and we were his local camera shop. So he'd come in and shoot the shit. And then, um, yeah, he'd come hang out with us at the costume shop and Bill oh. has, he has like, um, uh, a horror bar above the costume shop. No way. Um, yeah, so we we'd go up there and hang out and with fucking Frank Rosetta, you know. So yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so I I had some really really amazing things happen. Um, and I also you know it was like at the time uh, when I was younger, I didn't exactly know how big Frank Frazetta was. Right. And then eventually over time I found out mm -hmm. and, and it was like, I, at that point I knew him as Frank, you know, Mr. Right. Frazetta. So <laughs> it was just, it was kind of normal and whatever. So I, you know, it's like, I never wanted to bug him about like art and stuff like that. I, it was basically like, I know that there were so many like fans and stuff that would bug him. Right. So I just didn't want to be that person. Cause yeah, he was just, yeah. You know, it was just Frank. So, um, was he nice? So, ah, he he was amazing. Yeah, really? yeah, he was amazing. And um, he and Mrs. Like Frazetta was also uh, she was like a firecracker. Um, uh, she's the kind of person who, if you're gaining weight, she would tell you. <laughs> she she was very honest and she was funny. Um, that's cool. But man. yeah, so I was I was actually at. Uh, Mrs. Frazetta's uh, funeral, mm. and I was also at um, at Mr. Frazetta's tribute. And actually, I got to. This is um, the poster for his tribute here. Right. Can you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me take a screen grab of that real quick. Uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so that that um, self portrait. Mm -hmm. Or that uh, for the tribute, I actually photographed that for them. Oh, really? Uh, like awesome! Like what an honor, you know? Amazing. So yeah, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, and I still talk to the family and stuff, and um, they're all kind of doing their own thing. And mm-hmm. um, the Frazetta girls down in Florida are selling stuff. Um, Danielle Frazetta, which is Bill's daughter, um, she's doing stuff. She just had a kid not too long ago. And mm-hmm. um, do you so, know yeah, Sarah? Kinda, Sarah. Uh, Sarah is one of the Frazetta girls down right. in Florida. Okay, yeah, because I, I met her at a <clears throat> convention. Oh, okay. She was really sweet. Yeah, and it yeah. was. It was uh, an emotional moment <laughs> where I was just yeah. telling her how important her dad's work was to me and how it, you know I wouldn't be here and we were we were both getting kind of teary eyed. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome, man. It was really cool. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and I actually went down. <clears throat> I went down to Florida. They flew me down there um, because Mr. Frazetta, after Mrs. Frazetta passed away. Mm-hmm. He went down there to live with his daughters. Um, oh. So they flew me down there to shoot a few days of his life down there. Oh, wow. At, at, like documentary style. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was like I was okay at shooting, but um, I got some cool stuff, you know. Right. Um, but that was really, I think, the the last like professional video um, taken of him before he passed away. Wow. That's amazing, yeah. man. Yeah. That's so, wow. Um, but yeah, so that's really Frazetta's costumes is is the main reason I even uh, had any of the materials available to me so cool. to even really start doing special effects makeup. Wow! Wow! Yeah, so all right, so you uh, you started doing effects, and you got that uh, job with that, or was it? Were you just volunteering, or was it actually like a job at that? It's man, we were just kids running around with cameras. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's I mean, cool. it was just like, we ended up just all becoming really good friends. And, um, that's really when I started learning about filmmaking and, uh, and how to actually make a film and piece it together and stuff like that. So really we all helped with different things. You know, sometimes I would shoot or light things. Um, you know, if there wasn't a lot of special effects and makeup to be done mm-hmm. and, um, and, yeah, I mean, it's so My work much was fun. terrible. Yeah, but that, yeah, but that, <laughs> it's so much fun though when you get in a situation like that with people making yeah. movies. I worked on when I was starting out. I worked on some student films, and it's it's so much fun where everyone's just kind of pitching in. And I yeah. I worked on a movie recently um, that's I think is going to be really good. That's uh, that's coming out soon, and it was like a low budget feature. And it was had that same kind of attitude where everyone knew each other on the set it was a really small crew everyone was super supportive and cool everyone was doing whatever and it's like awesome. such a such a fun creative environment yeah when there's like no egos in the way oh, yeah, you can yeah. actually make some really cool shit yeah you know? and have fun doing it you know totally um so okay so you uh where, where did you go from that after, after so that? so basically around that time when i was working at that camera shop um i had actually gone back to like the local community college and took some classes on photography. Mm -hmm. Uh, I took some other art classes as well, but it was mainly photography that, that kind of hooked me. And, um, and I started doing photography, um, pretty heavy and I did that for about a decade. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was, um, by the end of that decade, I was, I had my own business. Um, I was doing like, portraits and uh, I worked for a billboard company, a college, um, you know, tourism industry. So you're uh, also, you're, you're an entrepreneurial guy, I guess too. Yeah. I've, I've always had, I've always like not liked working for other people. (laughs) You know, I feel like some people just have that, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like some people, 
you feel when you're working for other people, this is how I am at least, it's like, why am I spending all this time making someone else rich or right. uh, doing stuff for other people when I could put all of that energy into my own thing and right. build something cool. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, you know, I, I ran my own photography business, but during that time, you know, I was shooting weddings and all this boring shit. So uh, I had to have some kind of like creative outlet. And at the time I didn't really, I wasn't doing a lot of drawing and painting. Um, so I started doing horror photography. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd set up these really elaborate scenes. Just do for, for yourself just to do. Yeah. And, okay. and that's, that's really when I, I kind of went harder with, um, showing in galleries with this horror photography and oh, I, I so you showed it. you showed as a fine art photographer yeah. before i didn't realize mm-hmm. that that's cool yeah wow. yeah and and um and it was it was interesting and um i enjoyed it and nobody else in that area was doing anything like that so well no, yeah no, nobody's not a lot of people are even doing that now it's kind of yeah. a, you know a, a small little niche sort of thing when, when was that what year was that uh Man, um, <laughs> man, I don't know. I do the I same thing, so anymore. I have no right asking anyone it, dates. It's all, I feel like all I lived all these different <laughs> lives, and I'm like here now, so I, I don't know. Um, uh, I guess it was mid 2000s. Okay. Yeah, middle to late 2000s um and on so uh but yeah i would just do like these really elaborate setup scenes um do all the makeup and stuff and then turn them into these um cool photos so yeah it's cool you get like the effects and you get the photography and you get the comp you know the compositional all the fun stuff about photography but then you get like the props and the costumes that seems like a pretty fun gig and what i liked about it was really like working with people Mm -hmm. and you know, all these different things that I've done, um, I feel like have lent to all of my skills now, right. you know, so I still use <clears throat> photography as part of my, <clears throat> my process with painting. So I photograph people and then I paint from that photograph, right. you know, so, um, so I still like that part of it mm-hmm. and I can still use it. You know, I just put it out as a different thing now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's one of the things that, uh, I've said to you before, we have uh, a lot of sim- similarities in our background and that's, <coughs> sorry, that's the way I feel about the makeup effects industry. You know, I'm always saying it's like, I'm using everything I learned back then, to, yeah. you know, to, to put into my painting, which is my passion. Oh man, I got a weird, <coughs> sorry. Okay. Got it. I think <laughs> that, I think that got it up. <laughs> I had a weird tickle in my throat. Um, Okay, so then, then where where are we at now? So, um, let's see. At a certain point, uh, you know, I started doing a lot of like group shows and stuff uh, in the town that I was uh, hanging out in most, and I eventually started living there. It's called Stroudsburg. It's mm-hmm. next to East Stroudsburg. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I started really getting involved with the art scene there. And so I started running a gallery. It was like a community style gallery. uh, And I ran that for two years there. And uh, it was pretty cool. It was basically like building the scene in a very small town, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's the kind of town where if you want to see anything cool happen, you have to run it. Yeah, you you know, you do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, So um, super cool. 
so we were doing crazy stuff and it's kind of like a conservative town and yeah i was um, gonna say and, what was the response to your shows that you're playing well it was good and bad of course <laughs> but i loved it when it was bad i didn't give a shit you know right. so um you know but at the time it's like i made a lot of mistakes and um it was tough it was tough running this thing and it basically like made me broke because i was putting so much into it right you know and at the time <laughs> I, I was running my um photography business but you're kind of putting like, the money that you're making from your photography business into the the art collective shows and stuff yeah yeah it really was like basically making me broke so yeah. Um, and I loved it. Like it was, it was, it was a passion project. So mm -hmm. I was totally into it. Um, but then that kind of turned into a larger project, uh, which was a mural project in that town and East Stroudsburg. And, uh, so we put up like 11 murals in those two towns and, um, did some really good things. And, you know, there wasn't much public art in those towns before that. So now if you go through those towns, there's a ton of public artwork. So, um, but that's basically, that's basically what Sonia and I did before we moved to San Francisco, you know? So, um, okay. Yeah. Sorry. My mic wouldn't go off. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I had to cough. Um, <clears throat> so you met Sonia in, in Strasburg? Yeah. So we met actually at, uh, the art gallery that I ran. Oh, okay. And she That's started cool. showing some artwork there, and um, how romantic! Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Very sweet. Yes. Yeah, so and then we we moved three thousand miles away together. So yeah. How did how did you decide on San Francisco? <laughs> um. So my mom was actually born in San Francisco. Oh, okay. And so I always had this kind of like little thing in the back of my head that like San Francisco was kind of a special place. Right. Is she kind of um, like a hippie mom, sort of. Yeah, okay. my parents were totally both hippies. Okay. Yeah, there's photos of my my dad with hair and his beard like down to his ass. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. so um totally. So, uh but she moved there from there at like a really young age. Um mm -hmm. but we used to go and visit when I was younger. And so I always had it in the back of my mind that it it was a cool place and I liked it. And so when I was going through some like <clears throat> life changes, I had a friend who he kind of like travels for a living and he gave me a bunch of his um, like frequent flyer miles mm -hmm. to go to San Francisco to see if I liked it. Oh. So I, I went for eight days to see if I liked it here. And within two days, I like fell in love. So oh. um, at that point, I pretty much decided I wanted to move here. And Sonia and I had just started dating at the time. And I came back and I was like, yeah, I'm going to move to San Francisco. Uh -huh. <laughs> and And eventually, you know, it took us took like a year a little over a year i think to like sell off all of our stuff but at a certain point she decided uh that she was going to come as well oh cool and then um we sold <clears throat> a bunch of our shit and then we went you know and we didn't have a place to live um we didn't have jobs we wow. basically i had one person who got back to me um about a place to live and uh and that's the place that worked out. So, right. uh, wow. so we're pretty lucky. So yeah, and it's yeah. expensive as hell in San Francisco, right? Yeah, it, it's hear. extremely expensive. And um, <clears throat> you know, when we were telling people that we were leaving, you know, people told us not to do it, and mm -hmm. you know, but it's like when you put your mind to it, and you just want to, when you need a change, and you realize that like you've kind of done as much as you can. Right. 
place else. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I don't know what else I could have done in that town. Right. So I just yeah. kind of need to get out and start over. So, um, so I just, I was really just determined to do it. So it didn't matter. So we kind of like now that we've moved here in like the most expensive city in the world, <laughs> uh, we feel like, well, shit, now we can go anywhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> no kidding. You can move to New York so, if you want. Yeah. You'll probably manage. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> But as soon as we got here, I um, I <clears throat> kind of didn't want to settle for any job. I wanted like a weird job or something that mm -hmm. would help propel my career. So um, I started working at the San Francisco Dungeon, which is a company called Merlin. Um, and they own Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. They own um, the London Eye, the Orlando Eye. Um, they own Legoland, stuff like wow. that. It's all like attractions and uh -huh. stuff like that. Yeah, I so, wanted to ask you about your Madame Tussauds experience because yeah. that's pretty amazing, man. I, yeah. always, I, I mean, that was one of the things I, I always thought would be so much fun to, to do, you know. Yeah. So, so <laughs> um, well, when I was working at the dungeon, the two attractions were um, were connected. So it was the wax museum. What was your job though at the dungeon? Like, so at the you dungeon, it was uh, it was like props, costumes, makeup, okay. and sets. Okay. So I was like the behind the scenes person. I was helping all the actors. You know, basically the dungeon is like um, an attraction that basically it's just live performances over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, they're just like killing these actors though it's like every eight minutes they have the same performance right over and over. right that sounds Crazy. pretty cool all like dungeon yeah. and torture scenes yeah, it's, and stuff it's from like medieval scary. yeah it's like scary but fun you know uh, so it is pretty great. neat um, <laughs> i love that but stuff, it was kind man. of a shit show you know it's yeah. like this, this corporation but yeah yeah right when i was working there i got to know um the wax museum guys um pretty well specifically one his name is mike poland uh who's now still a friend of mine mm. um but he kind of showed me what they do over there. So I I basically was trying to learn that kind of stuff while I was still working over on the dungeon side. Mm -hmm. um, so eventually, I somehow convinced them to give me the job as the lead artist on the Wax Museum side. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so... Um, yeah, and I had like a portfolio, but it it was I don't know. I somehow I I convinced them to do it. So, um, well, you must have been pretty good if they gave you the job. Yeah, I mean, the you know the other part of it with just being like the lead artist uh, or the manager of any department, it's a lot of like delegation, it's yeah, a lot of yeah. administrative stuff. So, and I was always like kind of good at that stuff anyway. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, the fun parts of it were basically repainting these sculptures and when you're painting on wax you know we use oil paint mm -hmm. and um and that's really that's when i learned really how to paint uh skin texture right. and skin tone and mm -hmm. color theory and stuff like that so yep. um so i'm really thankful for that job um the bad parts of it were that it's you know it's like a corporation right and they they like this idea of like uh, that it's this tradition that's been passed down all these generations, but really they're just, they're just trying to make a buck. Yeah. It's marketing. You know? So <clears throat> yeah. So it's just like, I mean, it's cool, but overall um, it was just soul sucking for me, mm -hmm. you know? So, and plus it's like a, it's kind of like a nine to five sort of job, you know? Right. So, Is um, that the job I, that you just left? 
Or did you? No. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, um, we'll get to that okay. in, in one second. Sorry. But uh, no, it's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, during that time when I was working for Madame Tussauds, there were some really, really cool things that I got to do. Um, so I got to meet uh, Steve Wozniak uh, oh, from wow. Apple. Uh, we unveiled his wax figure on stage at the um, Silicon Valley Comic Con, um, cool. which was amazing uh i met stan lee um photographed him by our captain america figure nice um and uh i met grumpy cat i don't know if you know grumpy cat is (laughs) oh okay he's he's like a famous meme now he's the the oh yeah 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 i do know yeah i know grumpy cat yeah yeah um so i met grumpy cat (laughs) and uh um also uh peter dinklage um and uh steph curry and and some other people but it so that part of it was really really cool yeah, yeah. you know that i got to do that kind of like stuff it sounds so. like the movie business <laughs> it sounds like working in effects it's like there's yeah. all these cool perks but you know there you're, you're still a cog in the machine ultimately yeah you know totally. and there's always somebody above you mm-hmm. and they're all just thinking about the dollar yeah yeah always that's with everything i suppose nowadays uh, one thing i want to ask you about the wax figures what do they do one thing do they do live casts or are they sculpting these from no they're they're sculpted from photographs and measurements that well, they how, take. why don't they do live casts is it just part of it's their because of the yeah it's or the now brand. scanning you know yeah they they want to keep it <clears throat> so at least that part of it is cool it's mm-hmm. like they want to keep it the way that she used to do it which that's cool she would take that's measurements cool. yeah. and stuff like that yeah, so i can do um, that yeah, so that part is <clears throat> respectful, and all of that main sculpting happens in London. Right, yeah, I saw a video on that. Uh, yeah, that shot, and, and it's amazing. I mean, some of those sculptors are really fantastic. Right. Sometimes, sometimes they don't hit the yeah, mark exactly. I, I've but, seen that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, what, what can, what's the wax like though? Is it like can you push your fingerprint into it, or is it like a hard wax? It's so it's a mixture of Japan wax and beeswax, and when it hardens, it it gets really hard. And, um, you, but you can melt it down super right. easy, you know, and you can scrape it. So our main job on a daily basis was maintenance okay. and they let, um, people come in and take, hang That's on that. That's going to be a nightmare, man. Those, those things got to be all dude, paint rubbed it terrible. off. And... It's basically like when you're talking about fixing, um, hands for like planet of the right. apes. It's basically that every single day, but it's also faces. Oh, it's the worst People, job. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, that's you know basically we're like this like a janitorial right. service and for it's, it. You know, and it's so frustrating, right? Because it's like you're ta- it's it's so much more fun to make something and like oh I'm gonna make this pristine and amazing and then that's it. That's fun, yeah. but then to go and keep fixing something because people are like scratching it or paint's yeah. getting rubbed off, it is so frustrating. I, I just remember that feeling on effects. I'm sure it's yeah. that, it was that way with the wax, like totally. dirt. They probably get fingerprints yeah. and stuff on the wax. Oh right? yeah, and and we had to worry about all the costumes and the oh, hair. Yeah, yeah, right. We'd have to repunch hair as well wow, and stuff like yeah. that. So and then there's like yeah. already holes there from punching before, and then it's yeah. like. You're always fighting, fighting it. <laughs> yeah. This thing, it's like, it'll never look as good. You know, you'll never get it to where it was when it started out. So it's just like, you're constantly just trying to make it, you know, get it back. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, I mean, it was, again, there was cool parts, but, it, you know, it was a pain in the ass every right. day. Um, but my friend, Mike, he still works there. Um, 
Yeah, he's a really great artist. And he actually worked at the wax museum that was there before um, that was there for like 30 years. Oh. I think it was called like the San Francisco Wax Museum or oh, something cool. like that. So he worked there before <laughs> and then he transitioned over to, to Madame Tussauds. So. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so yeah, so then at a certain point right after that, um, I started working at the SFO Museum. What is um, that? At, it's actually at the airport. Mm -hmm. And so if you go to the San Francisco International Airport, all through through the entire airport, there's um, displays and there's artwork and there's these cases and stuff like that. So we basically went through and did all of those shows. Hmm. So my job was like basically like low man on the totem pole. Um, I would help kind of like build things and paint things and stuff right. like that and sometimes install stuff. Um, but yeah, it was just basically art handling and uh, and building things. So mm -hmm. um and it was it was fun. I just it wasn't like super fulfilling for me. It yeah. was basically like I'd be in a, a wood shop all day and then I'd go home. So right. I don't know. It just wasn't <laughs> fun for me. So yeah. um but all while I was working at the dungeon and the wax museum and uh the airport museum, um I was working on my art career, you know, and I was right. getting side gigs and I was painting and I was doing conventions and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I was just trying to do the hustle and trying to build all of that up. So by the time I was like pretty much fed up with having a normal job, I had everything kind of in place right. to be a full-time artist, yeah, you yeah. know? So, um, it was, you know, it, it, it's like when you quit your day job, people are like, Oh my God, like, what are you going to do? But I had already, right. you know, built mm. as much as I could up to that point. And I, and I wouldn't have quit if I didn't think I could do it. So, right, right. you know, so, yeah, that's um, the way to do it. <clears throat> yeah. And at a certain point, it's just like, again, you know, uh, working for somebody else, dedicating all that time and energy and then having to leave there. And then also, then go to your studio and paint and do whatever after you've worked with somebody else for mm -hmm. eight hours. You're like, this sucks. You know, I, I remember <clears throat> during the day job while my, you know, my, I did the same thing. I was seven, I think it took seven years. It took me to kind of transition out of it. And, um, the, for me that it wasn't frustrating so much to come home and get over my tiredness. It was more like the, the work day was the hard part because I knew there was a painting sitting at home for me and I was dying to paint on it. You yeah. Know? It was like, ah, oh, eight hours. If I had eight hours in front of the easel, you know, it's All I'm right. doing working on some, you know, dumb movie. And it's like, <laughs> you've got this painting <laughs> waiting for me. And it's just like, ah, oh, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I can relate completely. So you, when did you, become like an oil painter at what at what stage in the game because you were like did you transition from your photography career into oil painting at a certain point or or what yeah so like <clears throat> i actually you don't have to give me a date <laughs> <laughs> um i actually was doing oil painting a long time ago mm -hmm. and i started with acrylic and yeah, went to here. oil because that's what i heard you're supposed to do mm -hmm. and um and then I stopped for a really long time and I was discouraged. And um, basically, when I returned back to art uh, after the photography stuff, um, I was doing acrylic because I was working in a studio where I couldn't really use mm, yeah. um, 
you know, any solvents and stuff. Yeah, any solvents and stuff like that. So, um, so I started doing acrylic, and then at a certain point, I just started doing oil again. And because basically every time I was using acrylic, I was like, I wish that this would blend differently. Right, I wish right. it would uh, take longer to dry, stuff like that. Yeah. So I was eventually I was just like, I'm just going to return back to oil. So, right. um, so I did, and it's like, you know. I can't go back. It's, yeah, same here. It's hard. Know? I try painting. I, I've had to paint in acrylics <clears throat> for certain projects, and it's very different. And it, it really made me realize that acrylics are. An, uh, I'm going to piss off acrylic painters. Let me first say, <laughs> if you do acrylics and you love it, I'm totally for it. I, I think I don't think that oils versus acrylics makes a difference as far as the value of artwork at all i yeah. mean anybody that thinks thinks that can look at a todd shore painting and tell me it's not as great as any oil painting because it's you know you can do amazing stuff with acrylics however i will say <clears throat> once i kind of went back to acrylics it made me realize that um acrylics are like an inferior version of oils it's like oils are the the standard acrylics try to be like oils but you know they're they don't quite cut it it's just they're just not as good for you know blending like you said blending and glazing and stuff like that yeah i would not discourage people from painting in acrylics especially if you have to paint in acrylics or you like acrylics i mean look or who else is this is uh what's his name um that he's a, he's kind of a young guy what's his name uh crayola C greg simpkins mm. he, he's yeah. amazing i mean his stuff is acrylic and, and he uses acrylic and water and and you know that's how he does glazing. So yeah, and his stuff awesome. looks totally amazing. It looks as good as anything in oil. So, but you know, <laughs> they they oils are so perfect. I mean, I the only the only yeah. issue is drying time. And if you figure out how to work with that, <clears throat> you know, it's it's the best. But anyway, yeah, don't be but, mad at me, acrylic painter. But I do, <laughs> I love, I have total respect for you and and acrylics. They have their place yeah, and, for sure. And actually, people who can use acrylic paints, yeah, right. Uh, well, it's like I I have this very high respect right. for them, yeah, because yeah. they can, yeah. you know, because it is difficult. It's the same thing with like watercolor, oh, where yeah. watercolor is is not forgiving at all, you know. And yeah, so people is, who can do it well, I'm like, you know, my hats off to yeah, you. Yeah, so. that's amazing. Uh, 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 watercolor is really difficult. I've always had a hard time with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So you, anyway, you, you started painting in oils and then you started getting in shows and just re realizing that that's what you, that's the direction you wanted to go in with oil painting. Yeah. Um, you know, here it's like moving to San Francisco, um, you sort of like, you expect like this, this huge art scene, right? So mm -hmm. I came here expecting that it's, you know, this like art mecca and you still have to kind of find where you sort of belong, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, San Francisco is a weird art town. It's, it's, it's very strange. It seems very insular to me. You yeah. Know, it's like, it seems like the people, maybe it's because San Francisco is such a great place to live that people don't feel a need to kind of go branch out. And so yeah. they just show within the community, but it seems very kind of closed off its own little world or something. Well, it feels like that here too. And yeah. so I realized at a certain point that, 
branching out was what I would have to do if I wanted my career to be fully sustainable. Right. So, and a lot of people, they make their career here and they stay here right. and that's totally fine. Right. You know, yeah. and, um, if you can do it. Yeah. Why not? Absolutely. I just, you know, there, there wasn't enough of a dark art scene here right. uh, for me to do that. Right. So, you know, connecting with you guys and listening to your podcast, um, and really kind of realizing how much of the scene is out there in all different towns, all different cities, right. um, has really helped me. And also, you know, moving from horror like straight up horror to dark art and realizing like the difference between the two mm -hmm. right. um, has really helped me, you know, find my identity as an artist and, uh, you know, realize kind of where I belong in that as well. So, yeah. Um, what do you think the difference is between kind of um, horror and, and, and dark art? Well, I have my know, own ideas about it, but I want to yeah, hear so, that. so dark <clears throat> art to me, has really just been, um, uh, for me, it's been like storytelling and mm -hmm. it's been this kind of deeper meaning to things. And like, I love stories. I love storytelling. Um, you know, I grew up with, you know, scary stories to tell in the dark yeah. and goosebumps and things like that. So um, I've always just kind of been into that. And oh, and actually, I want to tell you, I just, I think it was under your recommendation, I read The Stand. Oh yeah, Stephen King, fucking awesome! Well, <laughs> Amazing, I just right? got yeah, I just got an Audible account. Oh cool! So yeah. I listened to I I read quote read <laughs> right, right. Um, the stand, and I also read uh, it. Oh, it's at, amazing! Which is fucking crazy. So um, yeah, so so I've just you know I've always been drawn to to dark art stories mm -hmm. and like the horror elements that are in those stories. Right, but it's really like the depth of those stories that. I connect to, right? you know, and that's what I think everyone connects to. And so like for me, for my art, um, like what dark art kind of means to me is this like human connection that we have. Mm. And, um, basically, you know, what it, it like loss and grief and suffering and those things are really what we share and we shouldn't hide from that. And right. it's not, be ashamed of or whatever it that's like part of the healing process so right, right. um yeah absolutely yeah. and horror is like you know there's a lot of aspects to horror there's subgenres of horror but when people say horror and you know and i think of horror i think about horror movies and i think about the things that scare the shit out of you mm -hmm. and things like that these very like visceral right feelings you know so um that's important in a different way, mm -hmm. but dark art to me is kind of like, it's sort of like a deeper. Right. Yeah. Bit, so yeah, I would agree. It's, it's like, uh, I guess the, the, you know, we're kind of dealing with terminology semantics, you know, in a way, but, um, <clears throat> I think of horror, you know, horror art as it sounds, it's feels more superficial. Whereas dark art is, I would say that horror art is a, is, is a sub genre within dark art where dark art yeah cast a much wider net you know and and generally it's like you, like you said there's there's more depth there and more layered meaning you know horror when you think of horror it's like about which i love i love horror you know and i know you love horror but it's like it's about the scare it's about the shock you know and that stuff's all great but um it's not 
it's not necessarily uh, working on multiple layers of yeah. Me- meaning, Oftentimes, you know it's I mean? just the topical, you know, the scare factor and right, stuff like right. that. So, which again, like, I mean, it's cool. Like that's that's what we loved as kids, right, and that's right. why we love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at a certain point, when you start getting older, you start kind of realizing what you actually really connect to, right. you know, and for me, it's, it's that deeper meaning. Yeah. And yeah. It's those stories. Yeah. And I, I like, I like that, that, uh, we as dark artists take the, this, um, traditionally love, whoa, <laughs> you're yeah, right there. Sorry. <laughs> yep. We take this, we take this kind of traditionally low culture element and bring it into our work with the, the horror, uh, uh, the horror element, and and we kind of elevate it to something greater than it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like it's it's sort of like the a lot of cheesy horror has been f- put into our minds, or we we put it into our minds, and then we filter it through like a a meaning filter, you know, and put it back out and give it more more depth than it came in with. You know what I mean? Totally. And that's that's mm. the power we have as artists, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's right. that's what we give back, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever we can put into it that wasn't there before right. is what we give to the world as artists. So yeah, I mean yeah. there's a power to that. You yeah. Know? It's something that existed that didn't exist before. So Right. It's yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah, it's the magic. It's the power of creation, you know, it's it's something I've been thinking about a lot more lately too. Just how how what you know we take it for granted. Um, I know I do, and and I assume most artists do. We kind of take it for granted that we just know how to make things and and be creative, you know. But if you talk to someone who's not <clears throat> naturally very creative or not connected with creativity, it's like kind of a it's amazing to them. You know, yeah. and for us, it's like it's just kind of this natural thing that we do, and it's and and so it's easy to just kind of not think of it as that special. But when you step back, it really is pretty a special thing to be able to create art, especially artwork that resonates with people. You yeah. know, that makes them feel and 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 uh, communicates ideas and stuff. It's 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 the best. I'm so happy that that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. I know, it's, right? such a, it's such a great job. Well, it's like, you know, from a very early age, um, I always made stuff. Right, I always right. just Same made here. stuff with my hands. I created stuff. Mm-hmm. I made paper things, you know, I'm Korean. So I did origami mm-hmm. and like, so I was always doing something. Um, I, I used to make shit for my teachers. Um, and then at a certain point, I realized I could sell stuff, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> and I, I I think in like seventh or eighth grade, I realized I could. And I had uh, like a younger classmate that wanted me to draw them a picture. So I drew him a picture and he paid me 20 bucks. Wow. And what's funny, th- this kills me because my mom, like she's so happy that, you know, I'm uh, successfully doing the art thing right now. But she made me give the twenty dollars back to that kid. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what kind of a lesson is that? You know, I'm like, I, I was entrepreneurial don't, then. Don't artists already you know? have it difficult enough? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I see where she's coming from, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's hilarious. Well, so um, talk talk about your artwork. I mean, what's your process and and how you how you? I know you use photography, which is uh, yeah. Is really cool. My friend Gabe, Gabe Leonard, who I just had that show with, he 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 uses photography for all of his work, and and I'm kind of envious of you guys that that use photography because it's 
it's so helpful using photography. I mean, I use it occasionally, but um, and and without it, I know that where where I suffer from it is that I tend to use similar angles of like where the faces mm. are because it's like kind of what I'm used to. But with, when you have photography, yeah. when you're taking pictures, you can you can paint something you've never an angle you've never painted before and you have the reference yeah. and it'll look right you know so so let's hear let's hear your process yeah so um <clears throat> well the, as far as the you know being envious of some of that process the part of your process that i'm envious of is it's like if i wanted to paint one of your monsters i'd have to you know, dress someone up like this crazy mm. monster and then photograph him. <laughs> so like, it's a huge part of the process that I don't really have to do. So, um, yeah. So basically there's, what benef I like, there's benefits to either ways for sure. Yeah. Like kind of yeah. Equal. I think they're equal as far as the benefits, pros and cons. Yeah. It's my dad Definitely. used, used photography, uh, photographs for all of his work. Yeah. You know? So I, um, you know, again, like working with people, is a huge part of it. So mm -hmm. I like working with models. I like working with people, um, with a lot of people who have never modeled before mm -hmm. so I can get some real stuff out of them. Right. Um, and a lot of times I'll have an exact idea in mind and we'll shoot that and then I'll let them do whatever they want. And then sometimes some image that comes out of that is what I end up painting in the end anyway. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so yeah. sometimes, you know, I can come out with this completely different thing, um, even though I envisioned it different. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I, uh, I have a, 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 I know an artist, Steve Clef, who's, who's on my Patreon. And, and, um, you know, we, I, I do the mentoring thing with him. He's really great at watercolors. He's like one of these guys that does watercolors. Yeah. It's amazing. And he uses models. And we, and so, um, it's it, that's part you know he's it got me thinking about you know using models more is seeing how he does it and he he said the same thing he kind of it's like a collaboration with the model in a way how, how yeah. they, they'll you just kind of let them you know he has ideas but then he kind of lets them kind of do the, their own spin in it as well and then you get yeah something that you know you never thought of this new element is introduced so it's like it adds it adds an element of of chance or something outside of yourself to to develop the concept further than maybe you would have if you just made them do exactly what you wanted them to do, you know? That Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So that seems right. like it'd be and, super fun in that way. Yeah, and it is fun. And, you know, again, using people that, like, either I know personally or, like, mm -hmm. they're really good friends of mine or something like that um, is really fun because, like, they don't usually do this kind of stuff, right. you know? So and they get to see themselves in a painting, too. It's pretty yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, and most people are totally stoked to do that, so... Um, and yeah, so like generally it's tough when I have to come up with an idea for like a theme show or something like right. that. And I have to find these people and stuff, you know, so some of it's, it's hard because there's that whole step at the beginning, mm -hmm. um, where I have to find the people, photograph them and then paint from that photo. So, uh, so then, you know, once I get busier than now, it's like, that's going to be really daunting. So right. we'll see. But, um, but sometimes I, you know, I, I stray further from the photograph and I do paint some, some different, uh, you know, like atmospheric, um, parts of it and stuff like right. that. So yeah, you, don't, um, you don't follow it like, yeah, 100%. I mean, I could change whatever I want at that point, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I like that part of it and, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm right now. I'm working on some some group shows uh, coming up. There's a Subversions show at Art Gallery, which is uh, it's curated by a friend of mine. His name is Josh Coffey. He's a really great artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I have the Edwardian Ball coming up. Um, oh, and also, so I'm in this uh, the Oculus Obscura oh, collective. Cool. Mm-hmm. And we have a show. The theme is Grimm. So it's like Grimm's fairy tales. Oh, cool. Um, and it's at Ars Memoria in Chicago. So nice. I'm like super excited about that. And, you know, so for that idea, I'm doing like a Hansel and Gretel sort of a thing. So mm-hmm. I have to find two kids and a scary witch, you know, <laughs> which is like for me, it's kind of fun to like find, yeah, these yeah. People, you know. So, um, but yeah, basically, so I'll photograph them and then I'll do kind of like a digital mock-up right. um, of That's the whole Steve thing. Too, yeah. yeah. And, um, and at that point I can change colors and do stuff like that. And then even when I paint it, it's like I change the colors right. however I want to. So, right, right. and plus there's, it's like, I have limitations sometimes with painting. So sometimes I can't exactly paint what I have in front of me, you right. know, so I'll just change it to whatever I can do. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Play, play to your strengths. Yeah. For sure. Um, oh, what was I going to ask you? Don't say anything. <laughs> I'm doing one of my things where I can't think. Uh, oh, when you, how do you come up with the uh, initial concept? Do you, do you sketch and doodle or, or is it kind of more of an intellectual process in your head? Yeah, or? It's, it's definitely more of in my head. Huh, and um, I'm somebody who like, I have to think, non-stop about mm-hmm. an idea mm-hmm. for it to happen mm-hmm. you know so like i'll literally think about it to the point where i'm dreaming about things wow. or like um you know it's it, to me like art and it, it's like my job or whatever but i can't fucking help it like it's i'm right. thinking about it all the time so whatever the problem is or whatever the show is or the theme Whatever I'm, whatever question I'm trying to answer, I'm constantly thinking about that to the point of like obsession, right, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Um, through that, it's like I know that I can get to the answer if I think hard enough. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, just so, put enough time into it, and it's yeah. like your, it's like your brain's a computer, and you put the information in, and then your brain just auto- goes, it processes automatically, yeah. and that's what your yeah, kind yeah. of obsessive thinking is: is your brain just processing, processing yeah. until you're like, aha, you know, oh, this is great, it all came together, you know. <laughs> yeah, and there, you know, the beautiful thing is we have the internet, and mm-hmm. uh, we could do. Uh, a ton of research on there right. and um you know I'm, i feel lucky that we as artists have that kind of a tool nowadays and yeah can you imagine um, not having the internet and do, <laughs> i mean doing research yeah it seems crazy i know right <laughs> and yeah so i don't know my my creative process is weird and i still feel like i'm you know, I, I'm still kind of entering a new phase in my career and my creative process. So mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure it all out too. You know, I'm still right. trying to, um, like I, I never feel like I'm totally happy doing one thing. So I'm always trying to get better at it and right. learn from other people and stuff like that. So, and that's the other thing with like social media and the internet is we get to see what everyone else is doing. Right, yeah. So, you know, I get to see a Chet Zar painting, and I'm like, holy shit, that skin texture, those wrinkles are awesome. Um, 
or even like on Instagram, you can subscribe to a hashtag like dark art. Right. So you see like random shit that pops up. So yeah, I discover yeah. so many artists just doing that. And then you kind of get ideas and, um, you know, you see what other people are doing, you get inspired. Oh so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I always say, you know, when I, when I go to art shows, it's the most inspiring thing for me to see a great art show. It really makes me want to paint, yeah. you know? Yeah. In addition to, to that, like I was at a, um, like an acrobatic night performance thing the other night in San Francisco, really close to my apartment here. A friend of mine was in it. Mm -hmm. Um, and during that entire performance, I'm thinking about my show that I have coming up. Uh (laughs) So I'm like starting to piece together these ideas from some of the stuff that's happening on stage. So like, again, it's like that obsessive thing where I can't help but think about it. So I'm trying to make sense of it all uh, and relate it back to what I'm doing. Right. So yeah. I came up, I came out of that show with two new ideas oh, cool. for my own show. So, right, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like, I, you know, I can't help, but, uh, but think about that. So, yeah, I find it interesting that at least for me, um, things that inspire me make, make me want to create art and like, I can see a great movie or hear a, a great album. Music is really super inspiring. Yeah. Or see something that's totally different than what I'm doing, but if or, or read an amazing book, and and it and it like lights this fire and inspires me. But I don't necessarily even have to. It's not like I use uh, ideas from what I've seen. It's like I just use the inspiration part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love to see something amazing, and that inspires me, and then I apply it to my own thing without you know, like say the acrobats. You know, seeing a show like that would. You yeah, know, it's amazing, and you get inspired, or like seeing Cirque du Soleil or something. It inspires you, but it doesn't inspire me necessarily to go want to paint acrobats. It's just I use yeah, that totally. inspiration. I go and paint monsters with it. You know? Yeah, well, that's you know that that basically solidifies that idea of just this feeling, right, mm-hmm. that we get with art and what it means to us personally. So, like the fact though that you can watch an acrobat show. And then turn that into inspiration right. <laughs> for a painting that has nothing to do yeah, with acrobats yeah. it's is crazy. amazing. Yeah, you know, it's so, so weird. for everyone involved. So that's mm-hmm. like they're performers, they're artists as well. So they're doing their thing, putting their energy out into the world. Right. And that in turn turns into something else. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's so weird. It's like a weird, yeah. you know, it's hard to put words to what's going on there. You know, inspiration, all these things, these are these these terms are also kind of vague it's like there's yeah. this whole i imagine like this network of like 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 little energy beams like hitting you know hitting well, us and going out and it's like yeah. it's this weird network this thing is happening and it's really kind of beyond words in a way you know yeah and you know inspiration is a weird thing in general because it, it, we apply that term so heavily to artists and right. As artists, as professional artists, you you can't wait for inspiration to just happen and right. then you make a new piece. Oh, yeah. You have to make a new piece anyway. So right. you have to kind of learn how to navigate that and turn it into real inspiration on a daily basis, you know, because you don't always feel like just doing the thing, making right. the painting and stuff, you know, coming up with the new idea because that's hard. It's yeah, like yeah. you're coming up with something out of nothing. So um, it it's tough to be quote inspired, right. you know, on All a daily time, basis, yeah. but you, you sort of have to be, you know, uh, but 
but kind of on a, in a different way. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. I, I, I went through, you know, what probably, you know, I wouldn't call it an artist block because I really haven't had trouble with that in my life very often, but I think it was before the, the fear show. Uh, I think I talked about this before, but I really was like, I had no ideas for a show. I just, I, I was. I think I was just kind of burnt out and exhausted. So I ended up buying a bunch of books on these horror comics. I just thought, right. Let me go to what used to inspire me as a kid. You know, that fired me up and gave me that feeling that I wanted to make something. And so I found. I came across these. They're like best of horror books from these horror horror comics from the sixties, fifties and fifties awesome. and sixties. And um, there's a whole series of them. They're really great. I, I can't remember the names of them, but um, and I just sat and I was just reading them just for their own, you know, for, just to to look at them. Just because I thought, well, maybe this will trigger something. And I was so, got so excited and inspired that I ended up it, it, it inspired me to come up with the show for the fear. And it, and it wasn't even specifically used you know inspired by imagery although it was to some degree but not really it was more just the feeling that i got from reconnecting with that inspiration so that's what i always say for people who are lacking inspiration go and think of what would be the most fun thing i could do right now you know what would be the coolest thing i could see or if it's like some old movie you haven't seen for a long time yeah or some band you haven't heard that you used to love when you're a kid or whatever that stuff just all is it's like a it turns a switch on on you you know don't totally and don't worry about like <clears throat> don't look at it as how can i find something in there that i could use in my work as much as just just let the inspiration happen you know yeah just, and, and then just do your own thing you know yeah so it's definitely a, yeah yeah it's a trippy it's a trippy thing it's hard hard to talk about but um so i mean what what kind of so your process, you you do a lot of a lot of thinking, right? So do you mm -hmm. do you kind of start off like, because I'm like pretty much the opposite of you in that way. Like mm -hmm. I don't know what yeah. the hell I'm doing. I'm I'm like totally <laughs> like, I've never been good at that. And it's and it's you know one way is not either way is it right or wrong. It's like yeah. people have different processes. That's all. That's what's so exciting and interesting about art. And um, I've just never been good at. It's because I'm you know. I'm just, I'm, I don't have that kind of brain really, you know, to like logically plan and think something out. So I have to go to my subconscious yeah, and just kind of blah, 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 doodle. And, and then that gives me ideas. That's kind of the, the thing that spurs it on. So do you start with like, I want this painting to represent something or, or say this and then work from there? How can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's basically where it, it stems from. And, you know, some paintings are deeper than others, but oftentimes I'll start with an idea, especially if it's a theme show, right. you know? So, um, it's hard when there's like no limitations yeah, right. or it's an open theme. It's yeah. like, where, where do you begin then? Right. You know? So, um, I like having some kind of constraints, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Um, so then I can build an idea from that and, uh, yeah, I just basically come up with the idea, think about who the characters are going to be, um, and then I find the people, you know. And and it's sort of, sometimes like I'll go into the photo shoot not really knowing what it's gonna look like, mm. or you know. And again, like the model will bring something different too. But I won't stop stop shooting until 
I know that I got something that I need out of it. Right. You know, so, um, yeah. And it's basically from there. Um, it's just kind of technical from there, right. you know, as far as the painting goes, mm-hmm. like that's how it feels, which, you know, so for your process with it being intuitive, um, it's, it's intuitive I, until it gets to the point where I have to paint it. And then it's yeah. like, it's very technical. Yeah. Once yeah. To that point. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I want some more of that in my process where right. I have some more of that intuition. Um, but that's something that like, that's hard to learn. It's hard to just mm-hmm. like find that. And, um, especially when you have like deadlines and, right, right. Uh, you know, and you're, you're trying to work through this idea yeah. or whatever. Um, that's where hard. sometimes, yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I just got to get the shit done right, and I'm going right. to paint it like I see it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what I end up doing. And, um, I think as I become a better painter and artist, um, I'll develop those skills more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I feel like it's really a process. I've been thinking about it lately. I, I've been thinking about, you know, creativity. I think it's cause I started meditating again. I got back into like my, mm. my meditation practice. And so it's got me and all this magic and stuff. And it's really got me thinking about what it all means. And it's like, as with everything, it's all about letting go and, and not, it's so weird. It's, it's hard to put into words, I think, but to get in touch with that intuitive part of yourself, it's about, it sounds crazy, but it's like, it's about doing nothing. It's a very yeah. Zen kind of thing. It's it's more like you're not thinking about what you're doing and you're just letting it flow, you know, like the way that a, the way you did when you were a kid, maybe, you know, that's yeah. the way I look at it. Whereas kids just, they sit down, they don't really think that much about what they're doing. They just kind of do it, you know? When I uh, returned back to painting, um, you know, at the end of my uh, professional photography career, that's basically how I returned, mm-hmm. where a friend of mine... Um, he put a canvas in front of me and I was like totally stressed out and I had all this shit going on and he was just like, dude, you need to paint something. <laughs> cool. So he just gave That's me a good paints. Yeah. And, and I just kind of approached it with like this idea where it doesn't matter what comes out, right. you know, and, and that really helped me and yeah. that, um, kind of like getting my hands dirty again and, um, painting again, really, help me get back into it right so it because you know the difference between photography and painting is like you're really when you're painting you're creating it from beginning to end so um and you're really you're getting your hands dirty you know you're actually putting yourself into it Mm. so i was like missing that and i didn't realize up until that point Mm. that i was wow you know so i I wanted to uh, ask you also um we're getting we're getting near the end here um we're at about an hour and 17 minutes, but, um, <clears throat> I did want to ask you about, uh, <laughs> now I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Wait, let me think a second. Uh, Oh, you're, you, you're recently a full-time fine artist, right? Yeah. Like you, mm-hmm. you quit your last job or. Yes. So how's, how long has it been and how, how has that process been? What's it been like? It's, it hasn't been that long, right? No, it has, it's been a few months, um, and I'll tell you why it's been great. Oh, the yeah. reason it's I, been great. I know why it's been great, because you're not is, going to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. Um, but the reason it's been successful, right. I'll say, is because of this community. And, oh, cool. you know, all of the foundations of 
like really networking community and things like that are so important for artists, especially nowadays. Huge. And I have always been good at that. So, um, because I love being a part of communities. I love helping people. Mm. I'll share whatever the fuck anybody wants to know Mm. about me. Yeah. You know, so like, I'm really happy to do that much like yourself. Mm. And, um, so that always gives back, you know, that always helps you in the end. So, um, in whatever form it it's returned to you. So, so I realized, you know, when I want to go full time as an artist, I'm like, you know, being a part of the dark art society and connecting with these people all over the world that are into dark art, again, realizing that dark art is so like ingrained in the art scene nowadays, Mm -hmm. you know, um, how many dark artists there are, how many people love dark art. Um, I just kind of realized that, uh, if I put myself out there as a dark artist and give back to the community, then I guarantee that the community will give back to me. So I just, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you put stuff out there that you're passionate about and you believe in that people will get it. They'll understand that you are. You'll find your audience. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's just been like working out great because the the community is amazing. Like there, the dark art community is so supportive and it's all these people who grew up very similar the way I did grew up on monster movies and Mm -hmm. things, you know, they love that aesthetic. And so if I'm putting stuff out there that I would love, you know, why wouldn't they love it? Right, so, right. Um, yeah, so I'm just like, I, I feel very fortunate to be a part of this community. And the, you know, the the networking aspect of things, for any, for any artist that's coming out of art school, which, you know, I didn't go to art school, um, they don't really teach the networking right. part of it. Which is one of the most you know? important aspects it of it. It is absolutely one of the most important. And I think if you're in art school, you should be concentrating on networking in art school right. because some of those instructors were professionals in the industry or know people in the industry or mm-hmm. wherever you want to go. So um, they need to teach that on Absolutely. like a higher level. Oh, yeah. It should be part of the curriculum for sure. Yeah. So like I'm a firm believer that that the networking aspect of it is just as important. You know, it's just as important as the marketing. You know, it goes yeah, hand in hand yeah, with the yeah. marketing. Yeah, it it was, you know, for me, it was, um, it was one of those things that I didn't want to deal with. I didn't want to do because I was super shy. I've always been really shy uh, when I was a kid. I kind of, you know, I still feel weird around people I don't know, but I I, I kind of gotten over it. Whereas you're more, you're more of a personable guy. You just seem more comfortable around. You just are, you're more of a social guy than I am, it seems like. Yeah. And, um, what was great about that for me, having to, for, I had to, you know, for me, it was like the goal is to become a successful artist. So I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm, I'm just going to do it, you know, even if I don't want to, because that's how committed I am to, that's how badly I want to do this. Yeah. So I, I, I was forced to go network and meet people. I never, I mean, go to a show by myself and talk to people and, you know, and, and it's, it was really hard for me at first, but it really forced me to stretch and realize that, um, you can kind of, you can grow past that shyness and, and you could develop that skill of talking to people and being more social. Um, if you have a reason to, like, if I didn't have a reason to, I never would have 
faced that in myself and, and grown out of it because yeah. but I had to, but it was, so it was kind of cool that it, it forced me to do it. And, um, so I'm, I'm kind of grateful that for that element of it, that I was, that it pushed me to do that. Cause I wouldn't have uh, done it. And now I, you know, like I said, it, it kind of changed, changed my life in that way into where I just in general, I can deal with people more easily in every aspect of life because I was forced to do that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So that, but it is really important. I'm glad that the, the dark art society and the, and the, um, community has helped you. I mean, that's was the whole idea with this. And so it's kind of cool to see it actually ha working, you know, this was yeah, an idea and, just a few years ago, it seemed like. And yeah, what's cool is, you know, even just since the beginning of your Patreon um, with the Dark Art Society and seeing some of those members at the beginning and then seeing where all of our careers have gone just since the beginning of that, right, yeah, which yeah. hasn't been that long. It's true. I've, I never I've even seen all this it. growth, yeah. you know, through all of us. And right. It's really, really cool. And, um, you know, I'm, it's funny because I'll always know uh, if somebody is finding me through the dark art community, as soon as, you know, they try to friend me on Facebook, I look in mutual friends and it's like you, it's Mike Carell, right. it's, uh, all <laughs> these other people who are in the dark art community. And, um, and it's great. And that's, it's, I know that it's coming from this community, which is amazing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? it's, it's 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 nice to have a support system for sure. Because yeah. when I started out, there was nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it's good. This is you know this work. This work yeah. is good. It's not evil. It's not you know <laughs> trying to explain. You know, and then sort of going out of my way to show people I wasn't some kind of weirdo at all these shows. Yeah, where it was just kind of like regular pop surrealism but yeah it's awesome man um as far as the uh the networking stuff and being more comfortable with people the other part that's really helped me uh is the podcast yeah you know right. i'm sure it's probably the same for you mm -hmm, as well absolutely just talking to people and like getting to know their stories and um just being comfortable talking in general um has really helped and we're about to uh release our 40th episode right on um, and yeah, we're just like kind of stoked and it's sort of turned into kind of more of like a learning thing for artists. You know, we talk about all different stuff. We talk about, um, you know, how to use Instagram for artists mm -hmm. and yeah. how to photograph your art. But we also talk about topics like sexism and right. elitism, um, and things like that. But we, we interview people as well. So, um, but it's sort of turned into this other thing where we started doing some live events mm. and and that's kind of interesting too because we get paid for that um oh, cool. and and we get to record an episode live with students at a college and things like that so it's kind of turned into a, a sort of bigger thing than just the two of us sitting in right. our apartment yeah know? yeah it's great yeah you, you guys are both really good at it i haven't heard the earliest episodes so mm -hmm. was it a a learning curve or, yeah because you both I mean, seem like seasoned podcasters you both yeah, have great so, voices and you can speak well and it's was it like that right from the beginning or did it well i had a uh an internet radio show back oh. in my old town oh, okay uh for a little bit and it was like art so you had a little practice stuff yeah. yeah so i had a little practice sonia didn't and she you know she had to learn a little bit more but she's great too um, though yeah she she's like 
really happy with how much she's grown as well. So and a plug for um, her, her art. She's actually a really great illustrator. Her yeah, stuff's awesome. We're both in a show that opened last night at Wonderland SF. It's the uh, the vinyl record show, Discolandia. Um, huge, huge show. Uh, if you go to my Facebook page, there's this awesome video. I did like a walkthrough of the show. Really, really big. Um, so you can kind of get an idea of what the art scene here. What's your Facebook page? Is like. Uh, my Facebook page, well, you can find me on Facebook. It's just Shane Isaacowski, I-Z-Y-K-O-W-S-K-I. Um, but my art page is facebook.com slash Shane Isaacowski artist. And you can find me on Instagram at Shane Isaacowski. Cool. I got uh, uh, I haven't been on your podcast, have I? You haven't, but you should be. Yeah, I'll totally go on it. Yeah, let me know, man. Okay. I would love to Yeah, do definitely. Yeah, Absolutely, that'd, be, that'd be cool. Well, this has been a great episode, man. I appreciate you taking yeah, the time you. and coming on. Um, yeah, you, like I said, you're you're a, a, a great member of the community. You you are sort of how um, we like to see the community grow. You know, you just kind of came in and just made yourself at home and started contributing and and just became very active in it. And it's like that's. That's how you do it. That's how you yeah. do it. You know, you come into where people are, you know, an open um, forum like this, an open community like this that's new. And so it's like you just bring what you can to it and start contributing. And then it's like you kind of, I don't want to say rise up in the ranks, but you become more well-known because, you know, you're 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 contributing a lot to it. So yeah. it's really, really great to see that happen so i'm, I'm yeah thank we're, you. we're happy to have you have you on board for this thing it's awesome yeah thanks a lot dude um hey there's uh i have a few other things coming up yeah yeah, yeah. tell few. me tell me yeah um so uh again i mentioned it before but i have the subversion show at arc uh curated by josh coffee it opens on january 26th um i'll have one piece in there um the same weekend is the edwardian ball uh, it's here in San Francisco. Yeah, that there's also cool. an, yeah, the Edwardian Ball. They just started doing them in LA as well. Mm. Um, I did my first one last year, uh, so this is the second one I'm doing. Um, it's like a convention kind of a thing, all based on Edward Gorey illustrations yeah. and stories, Love which is pretty stuff. cool. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. Um, yeah, the other uh, convention I'm doing later in the year is Midsummer Scream. Do you go to that? I haven't Are been you? yet. I haven't okay. been yet. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, people have been telling me I got to do it. I just I kind of burnt out, out on conventions, but I need to get back yeah. into it. Yeah. I, yeah, I love conventions. And, um, uh, you know, last year, was it last year or the year before? I forget now, but um, I built uh, my convention booth. So I've just been kind of like, you know, tearing that down and putting it back together different places. So, mm. um, so I'm really happy about doing that. Midsummer yeah. scream is like, it's like a haunt convention. Yeah, you know, gotta, I've been to I haunt conventions before, yeah, so they're pretty it. fun. Um, there's also the Oculus Obscura collective show grim at Ars Memoria. It opens on February 9th. Uh, I'm in that collective with a ton of kick-ass artists, mm-hmm. a bunch of dark art. It's a dark art collective. Yeah, so it's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally really, really supportive of those guys. All yeah, guys and girls, men and women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I have uh, my solo show um, at Secession Art and Design. It's opening in April, April fifth. Nice. Um, right now, it's tentatively titled "Midnight Moon in the Garden of Goodbye," and I'm basically building this like 
night garden ah, kind cool. of world. So yeah, that's awesome. So I'm pretty excited about that. More details on that um, later. <laughs> yeah, congrats. That's great. Yeah, man. thank you. Ha- have you had a solo show? Is this your first, or you've had? Yeah, no, I I've had several, and I've had two here in San Francisco. Okay. Um, but basically, like you know, I try to at least have one a year. Right. You know, and um. What I really want to do is have two a year, uh, but we'll see. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I did that for. <laughs> I was it's, doing that for a long it's time. Tough, it's tough, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last year, mine it, it wasn't a complete solo show. It was a dual show. It was the the superstition show mm-hmm. I did with uh, Diane Hoffman, and that went over really, really well. And um, and the one I did uh, before that, the f- year before that, was uh, at a place called Art Attack, um, and they show some dark art. Um, but they mostly show like pop art and stuff like right, that. So, right. um, yeah. So I'm just like, you know, I'm fortunate to be living in a city where I could find a place to host a solo show yeah. where it's kind of darker in theme. This solo show is going to be more like, I would, I would describe it as like a Gothic fairy tale, you know, cool. um, where it's still dark, but, uh, it's kind of more fun and, mm. um, Gothic looking. So, Cool. Well, that's yeah. exciting, man. I'm yeah, looking thank you. forward to seeing the work from that. Yeah. Thanks a lot, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, th- thank you for coming on. Um, we'll have you on again sometime. It'd be cool to have you on when Mike's back at some point. Yeah, uh, I know. Just... I was I was kind of sad that he he couldn't be here. So I know, I know. It's yeah. been it's 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 been uh, uh, a weird experience for, for me doing it alone, but it's it's I've, I've been managing. It's, I'm, I'm figuring it out. It's cool. Yeah. But um, yeah. So uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, what's the best place you already you get gave all the places? Uh, is there one yeah. best place? Do you have a web? You have a website. That's I do what- have a website. It's shaneizakowski.com. Again, Izakowski is I Z Y K O W S K I. Um, so that's where you can find updated stuff about me, but yeah, my Instagram, my Facebook page, I'm very active on social media. So I'll put that, we'll put it in the description, all of your links cool. and stuff. Just send me, when you send me that image of your work, just send me all the links and stuff. So awesome. Okay. All, all right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you all for listening. Um, thank you for being on the show and, thank you. uh, yeah, don't, don't forget about our Patreon uh, patreon.com slash dark art society if you want to help support the podcast for merely a, a dollar a month you can do that it would be very helpful um, i've got my own patreon as well which is patreon.com slash chetzar and i'm putting up uh, got a lot of new tutorials and things coming up on there so uh yeah dude your your last tutorial was amazing on that by the way oh thanks yeah, I'm, yeah. i just have to do the voiceover which i'm going to do for sure next week for the second mm. okay there's yeah, a part yeah. two to it where i get into all the detail which is kind of like the fun stuff really so yeah. it's all done i just gotta um, it's just this it's the show and the season it's like <laughs> this, <laughs> one thing after another but all right so yeah thank you um all right yeah thanks everybody thanks thanks again and talk to you next time thank you bye